It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ben Taylor. I'm here and I'm not opening a can of drink. He's not. He tried before. It didn't work. And also Josh Brown. All right, fellas. How are you doing? Hello, chaps. Now, the, the thing that's doing the rounds in the news at the minute is that Sony have announced they're closing down the PS3, the PSP, and the PS Vita stores um, in a good few months. Now, um, that still gives you a little bit of time to download some stuff. And they have said that even after the storefronts go down, you'll still have access. You'll still be able to download all your purchases. Um, but straight up, like to kind of put the question out immediately before we get into reminiscing on the systems, do you guys think they'll uphold that like in perpetuity like it feels like even that'll go away like it seems like if they're closing everything down it's not going to last very long it's a weird move dude and i don't know why (laughs) sony like hates their back catalog like i think was it was it jim ryan our good friend and fellow jody jim ryan who was talking about uh about how like people don't want to play old games because they're they look bad and they're old and they're not fun and (laughs) And they smell Come on, guys. Like we've got this you, you especially Sony as a company, as the history of PlayStation has such this an amazing back catalogue of stuff. Mm. So many excellent games that people might not have played that they could discover. And now they're just like, now nah, we're gonna take the store off. But if you have things that you've bought, you can still download them, which is like it's a consolation prize. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's something. Because I mean, do you guys have like a bunch of stuff that is only available digitally on PS3, PSP, PS Vita? Because for me, like the because of the stupid way that they did the PS Vita storage, you had to get their own Sony memory card. It was one of the things that killed the Vita um, back in the day. And if you didn't, if you don't have a 64 gig card, 128 gig card, then you're not going to be able to store your library. At some point, you're going to have to refer to the storefront. Um, and I just don't trust them to keep that up. Doesn't it have to ping the servers at some point as well? Like if it runs out of power entirely, it's got then got the you've got to like turn it on and touch PSN in some way. I thought oh, I have a stupid, well. there's a stupid verification thing at the minute where I went on the Vita store the other night and you've got to set up a temporary password um, and then they text you it and you use that. But then after you've used the temporary one, it goes back to the regular one again. And then that's, but even that's only going to last until the storefronts go offline again, which is at the minute, I think it's June. What they're doing is they're just slowly killing it. Like they've been, the Vita's been in a grave since it came out pretty much. But this, when they're like, oh, we're screaming. We're going to stop you being able to... First, they took it off the browser. Then they're like, oh, we're going to stop it entirely. And mm. then give it another year or so. Then they're just going to be, oh, um, uh, 
run out of power. Sorry, you can't find the server. <laughs> I think, I think that, that one's gone to Skynet now. Sorry, it's just happened. But yeah, the reason why Jim Ryan doesn't like cold games is because the cell processor would be too hard to get all those games off PS3 mm. and into the PS4 or 5 land. That's why they don't like it, because it's too much work. And imagine that gif of, the, is of that young girl just like, oh, just goes onto the desk and like just can't do it anymore because they're just... They hate the PS3 because it caused so much issues for them and they want to forget it exists. But the, unfortunately, we're going to lose so many games along the way. And I don't know why they haven't bothered just like throw PlayStation Classics onto... Well, that's what I was going to say. Because like, are they tied to the cell processor in some, cell processor in some way as well? Like, were they just stolen well, ROMs off the internet? How were they made? The it's thing is, like, I mean, there are, I was trying to think of like, there are, I guess it's more PlayStation 3 franchises that made their way to Vita and you got sort of pared down versions. Like you can get Jack and Daxter, obviously the PlayStation 2 in that case, but you can get some PlayStation big console franchises on the Vita. And yeah. I don't think that was the case with the PS3 where PS3 games went across. I could be wrong. Um, but I wonder if I'm just thinking of like big brain thinking, is this, they're actually going to prepare like PS3, PSP, Vita libraries for PlayStation now? Is that a different way that they could would like to think I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're just, mm. I think they might just, just try and get it. Ah, we were bored for that. Like, why is why is Metal Gear Solid Four not natively? Why can you not natively play Metal Gear Solid Four stream it. two or three or one on <laughs> PS3 a four? Sorry, but you could like PS Now like kind of works. But come on, Metal Gear Solid Four is being like trapped on the PS3. It should be released everywhere, and mm -hmm. so people can play it again and sit and watch that cutscene for an hour and a half. Well, I think Josh, you you went back through Metal Gear Four, but I think it's it's streaming only, isn't it, on PlayStation Now? Ah, it's streaming only at the moment, and it streams the worst, understandably, out of all the other Metal Gears, because it's the most intensive, computationally intensive one. Mm -hmm. And it kind of works, but it's it's not the way you want to play it, fellas. Like, no. it's, it's just not. If you're playing Metal Gear Solid 4 for the first time on PlayStation Now, you're getting the worst version of that game, more or less. Like, it just it just doesn't run as it should. It's not as fluid as it should be. And sometimes you can be halfway through a cutscene, you get that warning sign Benroy's been talking about, where it threatens to kick you off, and you're like, oh my god, will I have to watch this hour and a half movie? <laughs> movie um again but yeah, yeah like games like that like like i was saying it has such a strong library all of these classic games and they're just like yeah you don't care about those we'll put them on playstation now maybe eventually because but they, but they must be again. they must be aware of what xbox are doing like they must be aware of how valuable game pass is and everything else like it has to be building to something insomniac right they, they're they're a lovely studio right they make lovely games they mm. they love their web slinging they they tease you all the time <laughs> about resistance why where the hell is resistance one and two man i love why your i love your standing for, res for resistance <laughs> why is i did this series that i love the look of resistance one and the trailers and never played played it but i'm actually ordering <laughs> now because i have a ps3 now because that's the it's world I live vita, in. right there's a really good resistance on the vita no, when the store's gonna die played. i'm not gonna buy physical vita you've games. got months it's, to get it mate it's not gonna go it, offline till june physical vita games are like double the price of physical ps3 games and stuff like that no. it, it, it's just a weird market of hell but <laughs> and resistance one and two just no they just don't exist mate they're gone this mm. is you can play resistance free right now on ps now but again like you don't want to risk it because of the weird, scary message where sometimes your internet flags for a second and then mm. ah, you're done.
Well, this, this is like a whole wider thing, because if you talk about like video game conservation, like there's so many fan communities and so many modern communities that are keeping certain old games alive. Like you'll get fan specific servers for old online games where the official ones shut down. But if you want to play a certain thing online, they'll maintain that. And so like Sony stance is just kind of like, yeah, we don't really care that much. We're just knocking this thing offline. Like, cause this is their, their first, um, you know, slate of online systems. Like the, you know, the PS2 could go online, but the PS3 and everything was, is known for being online and these storefronts are going to go away. I guess what are your, even if you're like general thoughts on video game conservation or preservation anyway, maybe conservation was never the right word for that. It's definitely preservation. Um, but yeah, that idea of like having these, you know, access points that are slowly going away. Like, is it something that you, does, does any part of you line up with what Jim Ryan used to say? Cause I feel like the industry's wrapped back around, especially on the Xbox side to being like, no, you should respect the legacy that came before. And if anything, you should make it better rather than um, deny access to it. It, it definitely should. And I think like Xbox is an, an anomaly in this space, you know, Sony and um, Nintendo are both like, care more about repackaging their older games and selling mm. you them as new rather than preserving them in their well. original form you know and i think you kind of see that across the board as well with remasters and remakes which you know they're not intentionally made to um replace what came before but by sheer virtue of those older games those original games being more difficult to come by and more inaccessible like it's difficult if you want to play the original of Resident Evil 2, for instance, like you mm. need to go back, you need to buy the specific um, console, you need to f- track down a secondhand game. Um, otherwise, you just got to pick Resident Evil 2 Remake where you can get that anywhere, play it on a toaster, whatever, you know what I mean? It all works. <laughs> just generally speaking, like there's never been anything really in place to preserve games in their original forms and make them accessible to a future audience. Like it's just there for collectors at the moment and even mm. they're kind of like getting pushed out to an extent. So, you know, I want going forward to see people embrace what Microsoft's doing. But then you get new stories like this and it's just clear that we're not in a space where that's happening. And if it does start to happen, it almost feels like, you know, when, when Sony does something that is pro, you know, supporting backwards compatibility or supporting their legacy of titles, it always feels like they're doing it just like through gritted teeth, like they resent <laughs> doing it and they're kicking and screaming and they're like, mm passive aggressive and they're like well well, all right we'll 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 do it because we have to do it but we're not going to enjoy it you're not going to enjoy this you know what i mean you're going to play it the laggiest way possible well it's still like like, it's the most it's still the most insane thing that they've never done a monthly playstation subscription service like that they can Mm -hmm. they could rotate titles through it you could you could tap back into all old school ps1 ps2 gems that we missed like that's an obvious open goal even the PlayStation Classic was half-assed, and I bought oh, that totally. full price, and I was like, "That that's <laughs> it. It just could have been better. They could have done. They could have added more games, more iconic games that were more integral to PlayStation. I know there's a lot of rights issues that go into it, but even when it was coming out, like it didn't have much hype around it, and mm. Sony was just kind of like." Here's the thing. If you want it, you can have it. We don't really care. <laughs> and it got Final Fantasy on it, but it w- it's the worst version of that game. It's yeah. kind of got Metal Gear on it, but it barely holds a frame rate. Like just <laughs> barely put together. It's 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 all down to there's this. I just I keep saying I'm gonna be that crazy man until I die. It's the cell process processes that that they don't want to say sorry. It's hard. We don't want to do it, or we don't want to put that extra bit of money into it. And then you've got that other layer of license games. Like if you want to play the Sopranos game, you're never gonna get that upscaled. You're only gonna (laughs) ever have that on a disc. If you want to play like the Thing game, like that's never gonna be brought upwards. And and it's the same with like Xbox as well. I think there's like a bunch of license stuff there that's never gonna go forward like you're gonna have to just have brute force trapped on the original xbox you're just gonna have to have the original sort of disc and things like that like Mm -hmm. it's just and there's other games that don't make a lot that will the 
made a lot of splash and like say they did something for the industry but like say spec ops alone that like mm. a lot of people are never going to push that forward or like hey you can get it now on playstation 5 like some things like that are just gonna be trapped in this weird like stasis forever i feel like uh, backwards compatibility is is important right but it, sh- it should never be that the forefront like for ages xbox did that because they had like they had nothing last gen right they had dead rising free and then <laughs> rise son of rome rise son of rome and then after that they didn't bother putting another game out for 100 years <laughs> so um they actually they still only have one game out on uh xbox series xs yeah, so. i'll fly the flag for ori any day of the week mate don't you worry <laughs> what's about that it. Sorry, ge- never heard of her. I, I, I think What's he said. On? I think he said Gears Five. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird that they're just leaving a lot of these in the bin, and they will never say anything because corporations. But you just want to wonder, like, could you just well, I guess the like reason the why backwards compatibility worked on PS3, right, is mm. they they stuck a PS2 into a PS3. That's why it worked. But then they removed it. Like you can only get yeah. the, the PS3 that plays older games. There's only the the first couple of years models that were on release, and then they got rid of it. And it's just like I wonder if there is a sheer brass tax reality to how much, like you said, money it costs to make these games available versus the reality of how many people would still buy them. And um, but I think the solution for that is just putting them on a monthly service. I think a lot of people would pay for a, a monthly PlayStation service, and um, whether it had like a core body of titles, then you just rotated everything else in. They do already with PS Now, but a lot of the problem is again, like you have to stream all the ps3 stuff that's what um, i mean like, i guess like, i mean like a dedicated playstation exclusive thing and then you sort of like yeah you think don't yeah you don't have the streaming you have a more robust offering for it kind of like game pass you have you know you take advantage of all the the ecosystem stuff i was thinking about if they ever did their own version of game pass and that we eventually got to say like the last was part three on there like day one hmm. would you even buy a game again at that point what like xbox you don't buy the exclusives you wouldn't be buying playstation exclusives buying a game would be like a once like you know every few months sort of like occasion edition or something yeah it's just it'd be a weird point where you wouldn't be paying for the game you i would just have so much more money <laughs> <laughs> well that's it that's like the big sort of gambit that like uh, xbox are throwing down like this idea that maybe paying for games is the thing that needs to feel archaic because they want you to like commit to the subscribing uh, sub- subscription service but i would i just i don't know if that's the way the industry is going to go yet obviously that's the way xbox thinks it's going to go and um, we should touch on some specific ps3 stuff because we talked about the games that made us get the system in the first place um josh what was the because me and ben Wright both have our games down josh what was your or, um, what was the reason you got a PlayStation 3? Do you remember? I imagine it's the same as one of you two <laughs> in this chat, but it was MGS4. Like, that yes. was the game I was just after um, for years because I had an Xbox 360 for that entire generation, more or less. And I only got mm. a PlayStation 3 right at the tail end because I just, in fact, my sister got it. I badgered her into getting one for Christmas because I couldn't get one because uh, I wanted some other games. And it was for MGS and I was just like I wanted to see the end of that series and I read everything about it I remember once where in an official PlayStation or maybe even an official Xbox magazine there was this one line in a write-up about MGS4 or MGS Mm. in general that teased that it might come to the Xbox and I literally ran downstairs and told my mom and dad that it might be happening and they were like I don't care what what's that what's that game (laughs) and I was like no 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 it might be killing I might be able to finally play it but um yeah, I got it for that. But then obviously went back and played everything I missed. Like I played um, Resistance, which I know Ben Roy loves, and Killzone. Like my mate, my best friend at the time, <laughs> like he had a PlayStation 3. So I'd always go around his and experiencing it. It's experience it kind of like second hand, or I guess mm-hmm. from like a bit of a distance. So we played through like Resistance. We played through Killzone, all of those multiplayer shooter co-op games. And uh, I, I really um, loved going back through those when I got the PlayStation 3 as well, that's, like single player. That's such an interesting thing, the idea that like, the PS3 was the system that your friend had, because like, like I think all of us had 360s, but Benroy, you said your mate had a, had a PS3 first, like you experienced Uncharted through them. 
Yeah, and uh, also I watched Metal Gear at his and stuff like that. I just and I, I've I've still to this point uh, never played Metal, never actually physically played Metal Gear Solid Four. I've just only ever watched it because, like, you know, you can you can get away with that. To be fair, but um, <laughs> the one that sold the one the one reason why I finally got a PS3 it was sometime in 2010, and it was good old Heavy Rain. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> This is the future of humanity. I need this game. It did feel like and, a big event game at the time. Yeah, and it's weird because I uh, I finally have a fat PS3 now, but it was like the slim version of the PS3 then, which I mm. subsequently sold in university because, you know, it's just like, I don't need it anymore. I've got a 360. I'm barely playing games at the moment. Why not just get rid of it? Uh, but it was just... I just needed to play it, man. I just kept seeing videos of it. And it's like, this, this is it. This is, we, we get a peak again. When I thought that the golden eye was the peak of graphics back in the N64. Like, <laughs> but yeah, playing Heavy Rain for the first time and just going through that and just being blown away. And then for some reason being an idiot and then not getting Killzone, uh, we're getting Killzone 2, getting Uncharted 2, not 1. And then, well, yeah, my, my history of Uncharted 2, Uncharted, Uncharted is weird, right? I played yeah. Uncharted 2, then 4, then 1, then Lost Legacy. <laughs> I've still not played Uncharted 3. Oh, and God, so, okay. There's so many little, little podcast confessions. Like Metal Gear 4 and Uncharted yeah. 3, should be, you should play both those games. Although I totally don't rate Uncharted but, 3, but... Oh. Oh. They're, they're on the track, right? but it just... It's, Heavy Rain was nothing like that was on Xbox, right? And I think there was the whole because it was all like sort of like uh, no, Halo it's very like yeah, very David Cage's mind. Like Dead game. Rising was the thing is like, oh my god, I need an Xbox. I need the and look how many zombies are on. I need an Xbox, <laughs> but then and I had to choose. And my mom was like, well, the PS3 is like a hundred pounds more, so you know, if you want something this Christmas. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. 
For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Do you think that's the thing that like do you think it's crazy that like considering the momentum the PS2 had and it's still the highest selling console of all time that nearly yeah. all of us then went to 360 because Sony bungled the launch of the PS3 so much like so strongly like just getting the price wrong and like showing off that stupid footage of Genji Days of the Blade the crab and the I massive lot, damage and everything. A lot of kids also ended up with the 360 without hard drive as well like I did. I totally so you did. To, yeah. like, save up for a bit and get that like when you when you 120 quid for a 120 gigs drive. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If paper around era then or as i was working in iceland at that point but you know just <laughs> just trying to save out to get the hard drive as well but yeah like it was heavy rain and still blown away it's still over there on my shelf that mm. it's the only ps3 game i owned for ages until now i'm starting to start another collection up again because i have conflict desert storm mate that's you've got that there somewhere yeah <laughs> uh, it's, it's you know get all the get all the <laughs> legends back in because you know why am i why have i got a ps5 i don't know because my because my dual sense controller is broken i know it's it's a hard time it's a tough time for all you'll have a new one in 14 days apparently enough enough about my life though yeah and, <laughs> and if you two buy heavy rain and did you like well, was see, that so a thing that you considered my thing was like it like you said the 360 was like the console and it's weird because when i think back on it i just young me just didn't care about the ps3 initially like i think it, it yeah. was that reception to because kills Zone 2's footage was totally fake. There was that thing that was doing the rounds, like, and when they showed off a literal CG video and pretended it was gameplay, and then they took it back later and said, oh, no, actually, it was a target render and whatever. And so I didn't bother with the PS3 for a while, and then I eventually got it. It was a mix. It was four Metal Gear Solid 4, but I ended up getting it a few months earlier. It was, it was, I'd started a new job, and it was my first paycheck, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to throw this at something. So I threw it at the PS3. Can I got, jump in? Got that. Can I just jump in and say, like, yeah. also the PS3, like, I- if anyone had it as their main console, you'd you'd have the few kids that had it as their main console that argue it was the best thing ever. Yep. But like, there wasn't party chat on it properly, like so you couldn't just chat in a menu. I remember like <laughs> when we when I finally got a PS3, we were playing Killzone 2 online. Yes, but we were on Xbox 360 party chat because the the chat system in PlayStation was so terrible that you just had to do it vice versa. And I I wouldn't imagine having like certain friends now because like the old party chat days and playing like say mm. just jumping around. But yeah, just the over on that it, so much of that stuff was added later like trophies weren't in there at the start no. either, and just it was just such a weird thing mm-hmm. but um 
Well, it was very much them like chasing 360. Like you said, they, 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 I've always said like they're a reactive company, but they totally put trophies in because achievements worked. It was yeah. like, okay, what can we do that'll let us catch up with them? Um, but they did like lead with so much hubris in the first place that it completely tanked the system. Like when you think back on PlayStation, like PlayStation is a really positively revered brand, but like the PS3 is this weird, like dark spot where they just got everything wrong for pretty much the whole generation. Like over time, they eventually clawed back sales, but the 360 was dominating for the majority you of that. You could put a lifespan. printer in the PS3. There you go. You can- <laughs> print things off the ps3 if you yeah had like eight <laughs> usb ports if you really need them um but yeah so i got mine from metal gear solid 4 but it was also for uncharted as well i just like that was during the cover shooter boom so like yeah. seeing that there was a different like take on cover shooting that had more sort of a little bit more platforming to it um i got it because of that but um yeah we touched on heavy rain there was also obviously the infamous series that i feel like infamous never fully took off like nowhere near the heights of something like ghost of tsushima and um, for sucker yeah. punch um but everyone knows of infamous but like you talk about games that are mostly locked to the system um infamous has hasn't had like a like it had an hd re-release um but on the same system it hasn't had like a full-on you know ps4 ps5 upgrade thing um and obviously there's ratchet and clank and killzone um killzone itself another sort of like ps3 era like you know came before but try to take off more during the ps3 era and then just sony couldn't make it work so it's like okay we'll put these devs on something else i guess like overall when you think back on the ps3 do you have like a positive feelings for it because i'm kind of like oh yeah that happened but bleh I think it's better in hindsight, you know, like you said, it got mm. off to such a terrible start, you know, they came out with such hubris, assumed they were just going to dominate the, ma- the market, kind of like how Xbox became in 2013 with the Xbox One, and yeah. they just repeated all of the exact same mistakes, and, you know, you lump in the fact that it was releasing later, it was releasing at a higher price point, they didn't have the features that Ben Roy was talking about there, and they didn't really have the exclusives at the time either, they were starting up a lot of new franchises that were then unproven, but I mean, if you looked at the, the press that something like Infamous was getting compared to gears of war like Mm. it was just no contest like it was gears of war every single day but at the end of the day i still think it's a great system because you know by the end of it everything was there that needed to be there and the staples of the console like your uncharted 2 was like like the last of us like heavy rain oh it ended strong yeah yeah ended really strong and was ultimately you know doing things that i don't think was capable on like the xbox like the xbox exclusives were still great but if you compare the late period ps3 exclusives to the late period xbox um 360 exclusives it just kind of like seems night and day it felt like they finally got to grips with that damn cell processor and finally (laughs) managed to tap into the potential of it and then we swiftly moved on thankfully to the playstation 4 but i think as a as a console now in its entire history, I do have fun memories of it. I do think there are mm. so many great games that came out for it, but it does stand as this weird spot on PlayStation's otherwise pretty impressive history. And it's just such a, it's such a fascinating topic to like dive into because it, it does have its highs, it has its lows, it has its twists, and it ultimately it has a bunch of really strange and interesting games. And some of the most popular franchises now like, mm. came from that period. I was just looking at the CEOs and it was like Kazarai started the generation, you know, with his manacle laugh, like, ha you're going to print things off this thing. <laughs> and it's around like when Jack Trenton came in and just sort of like inserted all his energy into it. And like, as he sort of like bolstered off into the PS4 era and like, mm-hmm. I just remember Jack, like just seeing him sort of like sharp and it's also a change around him. Who's that guy that they brought in? And I forget his name, that blonde fake businessman. They got an actor to be a fake businessman. Oh, and he was remember. the guy that, oh my God, he was uh, Ken, Ken something, Keith something. And um, his whole thing there, like that was the one point when they started to sort of like pivot a little bit. And that was like, I would say in history, that's one of the best marketing strategies they'd ever, anyone's ever done. Like just this weird business guy that was fully aware of how like dumb the industry could be. 
and like kind of half making fun of the audience for having like 50 inch TVs in tiny one bedroom apartments and being like, that's gaming. And like, you know, chasing digital trophies that aren't real, but totally are. And oh, but they like would that. be real in PlayStation bloody home. <laughs> PlayStation home. <laughs> Remember that? I was like, all your trophies are going to be in PlayStation home. Like there were some things in the PS3, right? Like when the PS3 came out, you could have a browser on it. And the idea of like, mm. that was about when like a lot of us laptops are still like, proper like up there in prices some people say can, can i have the internet in my room not the mm-hmm. one pc in the corner of the front room where <laughs> your parents were or um where else did it have it's just like so many weird things that they just well playstation home they, they steered so much into that yeah and then they, they just, just killed it like everything else they just go oh, it's dead now it never, i don't think it ever left beta it was the the icon always said playstation home beta or alpha or in progress or whatever um, and it never like came into full like fruition or whatever um i did write down because it's not just the ps3 that's um closing out it's the PSP and the PSV. I know I know that I don't did you either of you guys ever have PSPs? I know you didn't get Vitas, but I had a PSP. It didn't have a Vita, but um, okay. I got a PSP. Do you fondly uh... remember the PSP? Ooh, fondly <laughs> would be, you know, being I mean, very generous. I, remember I have memories it. of it. Yeah, I remember it getting way. it initially, and it didn't have a right analog stick. Obviously, something they fixed on the Vita. But I remember playing. There was a first-person shooter that came out um, at launch uh, or near a launch, and you aim with the face buttons, and that was like something that a lot of um, devs just fell back on because it was like, well, we still want to do aiming or camera controls, but like that—that's yeah. what I associate with the original PSP is these awkward control schemes because it was one set of shoulder buttons and no right analog stick. For me, I never even played like those shooters on it because I was just like. It was almost too sad. I was like, I just if I'm gonna play a shoot, I'm gonna play it properly. Mm. Like I played Metal Gear Acid on it, which I thought Hell was yeah, like, you did. I've got that written down. Wasn't expecting that. Like I just bought that because it was Metal Gear and I had a PSP and I was like, well, it's gonna be good. And it was not what I expected, but I still <laughs> managed to appreciate it. It was still like a weird, fun um, experiment, but also I, I watched a lot of movies on it. I had a little UMD movie collection. Yep. Took it on um, school trips as we'd like stay overnight somewhere and I watched little movies on it. Did you do the thing? It was good crack. With me and a few of the dudes like back, we were all in, I don't know, year 11 or sixth form, the UK, high ranking high school. They'd be about to leave high school. And we were all, uh, we would all gather and we'd all have like used this program called PSP Video 9 to like rip um, <laughs> rip things from DVDs, to rip like specific scenes. But our oh, lads, I've just ripped like the um, the lobby scene from The Matrix. So I've just ripped like, oh, this fight scene from this movie. I've got it on my PSP, lads. And like you would just sort of sit around and all like this guy, oh, you got, oh yeah, I watched it. Oh yeah, I've got this scene. Pointless. They're just sort of, <laughs> you've got the movie at home. Like I just, I remember buying, I, like I bought Akira on proper UMD. Um, like the, that one disc format that they launched for the PSP. And um, it never went anywhere or got used anywhere else. But there was a weird yeah. little like video community thing for the PSP. Just being like, oh my God, it's video on the move. Like way before the smartphone boom. I had um I had a portable DVD player. So it just did, like, <laughs> it just didn't like, occur to me that I needed it. Like, uh-huh. And the idea of buying everything again like a umd but yeah the psp was also always saying i thought would look cool but on the periphery like i just didn't need it yeah i think i got it because yeah like i said look cool. i didn't get it at launch it was very shortly after but it was one of those things that i just like looked like the look of the tech and with its weird nubbin analog stick that in reality was just terrible and then the vr improved on stuff but to run down some psp games because i just i thought it's, it's worth just highlighting these games because i think all of these are still totally recommendable today um, and if you're going to make the most of going on these storefronts to get stuff you've only got a few months to pick them up so um both god of wars that are on psp uh, chains of olympus and son of sparta and um, they're both brilliant they still both totally hold up i'm playing through son of sparta now um Daxter is on PSP, uh, also by Ready at Dawn. 
um, like literally the spin-off from Jack and Daxter, but you just play as Daxter, um, really solid platformer. Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, um, more like action-based Final Fantasy, kind of a like a spiritual prequel to where they would go with the remake in terms of like, um, you know, you're controlling like Zack directly and it's more like an active combat thing. Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, um, one of the only games that got a PS3 release over time as part of the Metal Gear HD collection, but Peace Walker is a great little handheld game. Um, I forgot about the GTAs, like Liberty City Stories and Vice yeah. City Stories. Did you guys play them? Yeah, that, they were big they in my school. That's like, right. they're the games that we were playing on like trips. So if we went around a friend's house, we were that... swapping PSPs with Liberty City stories and stuff. They were, yeah, because oh, for as much good. as like, you know, GTA 4 took the series online, my first experience of multiplayer GTA was in Liberty City stories because you could do local multiplayer, like someone next to you. We used to play that like in our little dorm room sick form thing and with everybody with their PSPs and Liberty City stories. It's like, that should be commended for like making that step. Like, um, Benroy, did you say you've you've at least heard of these these other stories? Uh, the, so PS2, was when I played them games because they uh, came eventually. I'm pretty sure they came to us too. And yeah. like, you know, just played them there again. And where else was you saying? Like, I, I played Peace Walker in bits, which is basically just Metal Gear 4.3, where it's like, you know, five <laughs> light sort of thing. Like, totally, yeah. Well, it had uh, all the, yeah, all the whole Fulton recovery system. Like, it's like Pokemon, but with soldiers. Like, that's what Metal Gear 5 would do better. But like, it's totally yeah. that. But um, yeah, I've touched Peace Walker and um, I still haven't played it fully. Like, and mm-hmm. I played the one, I think Vice City Stories is what I played. They were really good. Like, I mean, all the stuff in Vice City Stories with Vic Vance, like playing as Lance's brother and like amassing like property, like in the Empire business. Like, I think that stuff was great. I think they could have fleshed that stuff out uh, way more in the bigger games. Um, also, yeah, first multiplayer GTA was those ones. Uh, Chinatown Wars made, made it to a PSP um, later in 2009. Um, Killzone Liberation, totally different take on Killzone where it's like top down and you're running through like a, like a top down, like sort of strategy space rather than being a first person shooter. Uh, Metal Gear Acid, um, which is, uh, we should have said before, is a card based Metal Gear where you're yeah. playing cards. To use like a the f the famas rifle or to use a grenade or to like you move around no you move around in, in a grid thing i think do you remember on, it better than me i kind of remember yeah, like, i'm pretty sure you don't you move around on cards as well it's definitely Possibly. in a grid thing move plus the three. One. was it the second one that was cell-shaded yes. one was cell-shaded yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I i've had both the of them first. as well it's just like, it's so long ago but like yeah it was all like yeah. you had like a deck of like movement cards and i want to play the yeah. cardboard box card and i'm gonna hide <laughs> over here yeah. like it was a whole thing and the final one i've got down for the psp i'm probably missing some but this was just sort of like the cream of the crop type stuff and um, was pursuit was there pursuit force and um, which i mentioned in some chatty face a little while ago but that was like a third person shooter like a very hybridized thing of like uh, driving a, th- a kind of weak third person shooter but that would be the bits you would do in between and you could sk- you could jack cars you could jump in between them to steal different rides and stuff kind of like what uncharted would do later in two and especially in four where you're just like taking over other vehicles like you know trying to get to some target or whatever very arcadey but like very solid um, and just to very super quickly like run down the Vita stuff, I know that literally six people own a PS Vita, but there's there's stuff on here, lads. There's just there's stuff on here that you need to know about. I just it's all need gonna to be tell dead you. soon. Well, exactly, it's gonna be dead. And look, if if I'm reading the eulogy, then all these things are on there. And um, so Uncharted: Golden Abyss, um, brilliant Uncharted game made for um, it's set before Uncharted One, but you've got all the control like tightness of Uncharted Two and Three. Uh, Resistance: Burning Skies, arguably the best Resistance game. Um, again, available to all six of us. Um, Persona 4 Golden, better version of Persona 4, only on Vita. Um, Killzone Mercenary, brilliant tight Killzone game with lots of really cool little mechanics in regards to like sending out remote drones and different abilities and stuff. Wipeout 2048, Tearaway, made by Mo- Media Molecule. Um, taking full advantage of all the little little bits and pieces you could do on the Vita, like the touchpad on the back that was completely pointless, but it worked in that game. <laughs> and Unit 13, a game made by, the last game made by Zipper, the guys that made SOCOM. Um, which oh. is like, yeah, that was like their weird swan song where it's like, it's a very mission-based thing. What do you, you think? We didn't mention the play, the PlayStation 3 outage that what killed them because SOCOM you know, came out yeah. 
and so-called came out and then they just didn't sell anything and then just failed and fell apart let's wrap back around to that because that was like very much what a lot of people associate with the ps3 like in terms of like negative like uh, news stories and stuff but yeah to round up the vita stuff it's unit 13 last game by zipper totally solid third person shooter stealth based thing plays like socom uh tactics based thing but it's very mission based um and shinobido 2 which was um the sequel to the obviously shinobido which is the spin-off series by the original tenshu developers um so if you always like tenshu shinobido is like a very it's like one of the best six out of ten games ever but it's just that dev team going like, we don't have the Tenchu name anymore because I think it belongs to From Software. So they did Shinobido instead. Um, and Shinobido 2 is on the Vita. Um, but yeah, to bring all those games, brilliant. Vita, make that, you know, fan base seven people by the end of this podcast. You never know. Uh, we'll have to see how we go. But in terms of bringing it back to what people associate with the PS3, that insane 2011 PSN outage, um, that was the first thing everybody said in the office when we started talking about PS3 stuff. Um, but yeah, do, I mean, that was, did you guys get free games from it? Cause I, I claimed extra copies of infamous from that infamous and, uh, what's that top down zombie shooting game? The twin stick one dead nation. Uh, dead, yeah. Dead nation. Uh, yeah. But for some reason, my trophies for that never, I was looking back for, I was like, I swear I played them. I uh, did play them, but they're not on my list of like games I've ever played. So it's like mm. weird happened there, but yeah, like I, I brought my PS3 to uni, and then it was just like, well, it's not working. I just can't use it. <laughs> just, just sitting there. So I'm gonna play Worms on the Xbox 360 instead. Mm-hmm. Of all the, like, I mean, obviously, of all the marketing moves that they did that went wrong, obviously that one was a whole bunch of hackers just getting involved and sort of just like, I mean, it rupt- I mean, they were offline for months like, across 2011. Mm. Yeah, it was um, listening to certain IGN podcasts and just hearing them update each week, just like, we don't know what's going on. They're not talking to us and uh, (laughs) they're on fire. Just you couldn't imagine Xbox Live being down for that long back then. Well, it was, it's the Cyberpunk 2077 of its day, like just not around. We're past, we're over 100 days for Cyberpunk not being on the PlayStation store. But um, Josh, what's your thoughts towards this insane outage? Were Were you a heavy PS3 user back then? I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't directly impacted, but I remember, like I said, I had a best mate um, mm. who was just well into his PlayStation and he was just, every day was, was just sadness for that man as he couldn't get <laughs> All back those on. those chat features he couldn't get on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I just remember it being like a, such a big thing. I think I was still at school. I might have been in year 11 at the time or something, probably was. Um, and yeah, it was just like, everyone was just kind of like, well, what's going on? Like, we, we didn't know, we didn't like, mm. we, we, if you don't follow like those circles, you just kind of have no idea what's happening. Like it, it was big enough to obviously make big kind of like regular news, not just mm. gaming news, but at the same time, everyone was just sort of like, what's, what's going on? How has this happened? Why? Like, wah. it's just thing that shouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I feel like it's, it's been a thing that's just never gone away. Like even now, like people talk about it, we, we're talking about it right now. You know what I mean? It's such a big part of the playstation 3's history mm-hmm. and psn's history i guess and just like how that changed going into the playstation 4 and the the, the security that sony had to kind of like well, fall like, back in confidence that was one of the biggest takeaways like i'm sure i'm sure there was like i forget the name of the hacker group that took responsibility for it but they pointed out that like the infrastructure of the psn was like threadbare that it needed so much work doing to it like so it had a net positive eventually but it, it resulted in so much damage initially um, but yeah, their their overall mission was to prove how... 23 days it was dead for. Oh, I thought it was months. I guess because I was younger, it felt like months. But that's still almost a whole month of being down. Um, but then they did offer like a whole bunch. They offered a slate of games as an apology. I remember Infamous being the biggest one that was on there. Because um, like you said, Dead Nation was just like a kind of relatively unknown top-down shooter. Again, I, I couldn't imagine... Xbox Live being down for that long because mm. it's. I think this is one of the reasons why I just sold my PS3 to a housemate that you can have it if you want. <laughs> I it's just 
the whole thing being death like uh, xbox used to go down sometimes back in the day like for like an afternoon and that would mm. be the end of the world like, how am i gonna play gears but yeah, pretty much a month and then sony doing the sony thing and sort of like skirting around it and sort of like just like ignoring it like now you'd imagine if that happened like is it going to ever come back in the in the way they just like to lop things off? Well, they were still, they the way they, they generally operated, they were still sort of like wacky old Sony doing whatever they want. Like a lot of their presence and a lot of their Western adverts was just like weird, nonsensical, surrealist stuff. Like there was that advert with all the different characters in the hotel. It was like a strange, I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was like a weird, like half Cluedo. Some people don't know what I mean. They used to play it in cinemas <laughs> back then. Um, yeah. But like, you know, reminiscent of like the old, the PS1 advert with that girl that had the uh, like different looking eyes or whatever. It was like, oh, we're going to like use her as the focal point for an advert because oh it's a bit creepy and like that was kind of their whole ethos back then and um, that i feel like they eventually started to move away from in the ps4 and obviously now they're way more of a global brand they're like a band that they're shutting down sony japan and moving away from it and everything and um, we should end on a positive for the ps3 though i love and cherish and miss every day custom themes because you could go to a website and you could download custom themes that anyone could make and it, they could customize the buttons, they could customize the background, the sounds and everything. And it was like almost an offshoot, almost like a byproduct of how hands-off Sony were. Um, some part of their firmware could be altered that way where you could just mod your entire uh, dashboard to like, you know, theme it around whatever game you want. And it would be some of the, the best themes in PlayStation history were fan-made. Um, and I forget the name of the websites that they were on PlayStation Universe, maybe. Um, or theme universe um but yeah do you guys have any like sort of random little positives to end on things like that the fact that online was free was just something i couldn't wrap my (laughs) head around at first like when ps plus was first introduced it was for those free games like you didn't have to pay to get online like you did with xbox live and i just remember being so jealous of how easy it was for my mates to get on because i didn't Mm. get online and generally until way late like we were using this like dial-up dongle for ages we didn't get broadband man until like after call of duty 4 so i was right. always playing oh. call of duty 4 around someone else's house oh, i think, God, I, think okay. I got it in time for modern warfare 2 but um after that i was like what so i need i need a broadband connection and i also need to pay for <laughs> xbox live this is a big scam so the idea that playstation 3 had this landscape where anyone could just jump on you didn't mm. have to pay to get in it was like it's, it's again in this era that we're in now where even nintendo is moving towards a kind of like monthly subscription thing it just feels like an anomaly it feels like something that shouldn't have happened and obviously now you, you can't play online. i, don't, I feel like they were i feel like they knew it wasn't a premium online service like obviously it led to the, the psn outage or whatever but i feel like the playstation network stability wasn't as highly regarded as xbox live no. like it's still not today because of things like the psn outage but even when it was like fully functioning and it was totally free like you said like that was a good introductory thing but i feel like it went downloads or it was laggy or whatever and it was like ah, well it's free so what are you going to do but i feel like if they had charged for it in that even in that state it still would have been like negatively oh, totally. received just um, it was just for a you know for for a dumb kid with no money i was like oh, oh yeah it was great expended 5.99 a month just to play online when i could have it for free but it wasn't enough for metal gear. Jump over. yeah somewhere metal gear solid like subsistence like playing that online is like one of the only things i ever played online on the ps3 um <laughs> ben what's your positive ps3 memoir uh, I'm going to say I had a really good Heavy Rain custom theme, but I think I paid for that one. <laughs> okay. But apart from that, <laughs> Heavy Rain. Do you remember <laughs> bouncing Nathan Drake using the six-axis controller? The, 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 I have one of these here. I'm, yeah, I'm afraid could. I might break it if I sneeze. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make some memories now that I've got one again, and I'm going to play some nice games right now. But 
apart from that, just I'm just gonna say heavy rain again until this podcast. So, tell you what, that's the thing that almost <laughs> speaks volumes. That like, you had to go back and get another PS3. That there's not a way to experience those games like natively. Like you've got to actually seek out an ancient bread box PS3 to play those classics. It was um, it was a challenge, but I finally found one that someone wasn't trying to scam me with. So you know, I have <laughs> one now. It all worked out in the end. Um, so yes, let us know your own PlayStation 3 memories, PSP memories, PS Vita memories down in the comments below. Do you remember the PlayStation 3 fondly or does it feel also like this weird dark spot where this is the PS3 banter era, the PS3 attitude era that we also have got through <laughs> across the 2000s. And um, for now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tailford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. The six axis is really just like a toy, isn't it? Just a little bit. And Josh Brown. Now the sixth axis, the sixth axis rocks, and that's my final statement. <laughs> that's Good absolute crack. insanity. Dual shock rules. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.